This Week in Golf podcast. Check out this week's shirt. It's the Torrey Pines U.S. Open shirt. I don't know. It's a little cold in here today, so that's what I'm wearing. Um, <clears throat> anyways, Genesis Open last week, uh, $20 million purse. Big one. Uh, that's the second elevated event in a row. They did the Phoenix Waste Management Open, and now this Genesis Open, which was the, also the elevated event. Uh, kind of the biggest difference was the Genesis got a much better field, including Tiger Woods, one Tiger Woods. And uh, I went out there. I'm in San Diego. I drove up for the day. It's about two hours. Drove up to see Tiger. What can I say? Um, it was good to see the entire field, but I went up to see Tiger because, you know, the guy's 46 years old, 47 years old. He's got the bad leg. And I figured I better get there on Thursday <clears throat> or Friday because one, he might not make the cut or two, he might make the cut and not have the leg legs to go uh, and finish the tournament. So I went up, I paid <clears throat> 180 bucks for a seat. I actually got a seat, like a reserve seat on the 17th hole, which was clutch and went up. The parking situation up there is a little weird. They have some lots and some shuttles but I'm kind of anti-lot, anti-shuttle, or at least anti-shuttle. So I drove up, I just parked somewhere, and then I Ubered in, got dropped off at the Uber point, and then walked in. If you ever go to the Riviera tournament, the Uber drop-off point is at a junior high right near the entrance, and there is a lot in that junior high. I would highly recommend just figuring out how to get a pass and pay some money there because by the time I paid for parking, which was 20 bucks, and then two Ubers, I almost spent $100 getting in and out uh, and parking. So spend 100 bucks on a parking pass because then you, where, where you park there, you're gonna be right there. That's a good spot. Pretty easy tournament to get in and out of and get around. At a, oh, I, my pass also had access to the clubhouse. Getting up to the clubhouse is a little tricky because of the way they come off the 18th green and the players come down from the putting green to the first tee. So it's a little crowded in there, but the clubhouse is cool. And uh, yeah, I had a seat. So what I did is I just got there kind of early and walked around the course, did kind of a tour of the course, went down to where Tiger was. I figured I would go because I was, I was on the fifth hole, fifth and sixth hole, and I was watching some other groups come through and there was this like one section where the rope was probably like 20 feet from where the, the pen was, no, maybe 30. So I was like, I'll get it right up on that rope. Tiger's still two holes back and then, you know, I'll get a real good glimpse. And by the time I walked over there, you know, 30 minutes before he came through now, it was, uh, people were six deep on that rope, just waiting for him to come. So what I did is I, uh, I kind of stood back on a bluff and I could see up the fairway because it's on the hill. It's a lot of hills at Riviera. And he came, he had this really crappy lie, this like side hill lie where he was like, he was basically hitting the ball, you know, <laughs> in front of him, like parallel to his face. And he, uh, he ended up getting a par, but I saw the whole crowd of people and just, you know, took it all in and saw the people that were there. There were celebrities in the crowd. There were, you know, just everybody, people in outfits and, uh, you know, dressed as like Tiger, like Tigger from Disneyland and a bunch of, there were like four dudes dressed in Tiger and his Sunday red. And, you know, it was, a, it was a scene. 
And my dad would, wouldn't be too happy because every time someone hit a shot, it was like, you the man. You know, that one jackass that always has to yell it out. But uh, it was cool. And it, it had turned out being good too because the seat I had um, on 17, if I went to just the top of the bleacher area, I could see off the back and see the 15th. I could actually see the 14th green and then the, a real good view of that. It was kind of far, but I could see it well because I was raised up. And then the 15th tee. So I got to see him kind of hit onto the 14th green, putt, tee off on 15, wait a few holes. And then when Tiger came up, they, uh, you know, they cheered and he ended up, he hit it up there in two, it's a par five. And he made a crappy chip. So he had like, I don't know, probably a 25 foot putt, but he sank the putt and made a birdie and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. And actually that group, I think that day Tiger birdied 16, 17, and 18. In fact, he did. That was the first day. And then Rory and Justin Thomas were in that group. So you can imagine, you know, the people following that group just because of the Tiger, but the other two as well. And then they all birdied 18. So kind of walked in and watched that all happen and bailed. So that was cool. Um, what a tournament, man. And in, and Rom, you know, John Rom, the hottest player in the world right now. Let's just chat about that. Uh, of his rounds in 2023, he's had 24 rounds now, and 20 of them have been under 70, under 70. So only four rounds he's played, he's actually shot 70 or higher. Pretty much incredible. Um, $9.8 million he's made just this year alone. He's won three tournaments already. Um, and, and it was kind of close. He kind of, he kind of faltered a little down the stretch there on 10, he bogeyed, and then he bogeyed again on 12. So going into 13, he's tied with Homa and forget what happened on 13. I think they both parted, but 14, he ends up having a 41 foot putt for birdie and he makes it. And from that point, um, he doesn't look back, but I will say actually, you know, it's still, it's still anyone's game, right? One stroke lead after the 14th hole. And then on 15, everybody's kind of in trouble. Him, Homa and, uh, Keith Mitchell are all kind of in trouble there. And Rahm ends up hitting it on the green. He wasn't in trouble, but he hits it on the green and he's got like a 30 foot putt and he puts it about 20 feet. He really screws up the long putt. And so he's got this like 10 footer for par, which he sinks, which is probably the, you know, the, the long putt he makes for birdie. And then the next shot is, is great. But, you know, time and again, you see these guys on the back nine under a difficult cir circumstance, make a 12 or a 15 foot par putt. And that's exactly what he did. And then on 16, he gets up on 16. He hits it to two feet away from the hole. Birdies that. He's got the two stroke lead and he doesn't look back you know, goes in, wins the tournament. Uh, I don't know, he won like 3 million on that one. So 9.8 million on the year, dude's on fire. Um, I did love this final leaderboard though, it was awesome. Obviously Rom, and then uh, Max Homa, who's been on fire by the way, and he's won at Riviera before. He won at Torrey just a few weeks ago. And they say the greens at Torrey and the greens at Riviera are very, at Riviera are very similar. And so it makes sense, man. Rom's always played good at Torrey. Homa's played good at Torrey and Riviera. 
Um, third place is Cantlay, so he's always in there. What a great putting stroke that dude has. Will Zalatoris is fourth, and then Mitchell faltered at the end. He was close. My buddy called me up. He's like, who's your dark horse? And I was like, hey, man, Mitchell's been playing good, not just, he's been playing good the last few weeks, and he was four strokes back, so I didn't think there was much chance going into the day, but I think it was 2,100, bet 100, win 2,100. So I'm like, that's a good dark horse. And I'll tell you, if Mitchell could have made some putts, he would have been in there. Um, Tigala, this guy's coming up. You know, he hopefully he'll win soon. He's a cool, cool guy, has a good personality, seems to be having a good time out there. Morikawa, Matt Kuchar, Jason Day, Gary Woodland. Uh, I mean, it's Scheffler's in there. And then my man, Harris English, uh, my man. I just like his swing. I think he's got a good swing. He, he had a great run two years ago and got hurt. So who knows, maybe he'll be able to make a comeback this year and get a win. So that's Riv. Um, shout out, shout out to Bernard Longer. Bernard Longer on the Senior Tour won Champions Tour, excuse me, won for the 45th time. And uh, he tied, tied Hale Irwin, who also has 45 wins on the tour. And one of the interesting things for all the all of the people out there that are non-long hitters, uh, Bernard said after the round, he said, I can't keep up with these 50-year-olds, you know, because that's what the minimum age. He goes, I can't hit it as long as them. So he's like, I have to choose my spots in the tournament the, uh, that he played this weekend. He said, it's very technical and tight off the tee and you have to put your ball into positions and he said and when I have a course like that I know I can beat these young guys so he did obviously but this goes to show you that you don't always have to be the longest hitter in the bag to to win a tournament and uh that brings us to the final topic which is this television show well maybe we'll do two final topics one will kind of lead together but this television show on Netflix full swing I did have an opportunity to watch it, uh, first three episodes. I think they're all there. I'll, I'll get to the rest of them next week. But so far, so good. Pretty cool show. A lot of access. Um, I wonder how much footage, you know, they, they film these guys all season long. So they had a ton of footage and then they have to craft some stories. And the first one was Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and, you know, this rivalry they have and how they're friends, but they really want to win. And we will call this creative editing. And creative editing. Um, so I don't know how, how true the second part of what I'm going to say is. But the first part is, is that it is true that the way they edited it is that Spieth won the RBC Heritage Tournament. Where they give you the plaid jacket. And, you know, like it, they, they made it look like he won before Justin Thomas won. And Justin Thomas hasn't won in a long time. And, you know, this one really hurts. And then, and then they had Justin Thomas win the PGA Championship, um, which, by the way, was a great come from behind win. But the way they so Justin Thomas had actually won the PGA Championship and then Spieth won. But the way they edited it, it made it look like Spieth was kind of ahead, 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 and then all of a sudden Justin Thomas got the real prize. You know, he got the PGA Championship. So I don't know. It was, that was a cool, cool one. And then the next one. I don't know if it was the next one or two or whatever, but um, it was about Poulter, Ian Poulter, and Brooks Kepcha, Kep Kepcha, Kepcha, 
um, going to live? Well, it was kind of about how they were on the PGA Tour, and then they end up going to live. And again, it's creative editing, so I don't know how, how true it is, but they kind of they kind of make Poulter look like, you know, he needs the money. You know, he's not, he doesn't qualify for the Masters. He loses the Dell Championship or he doesn't qualify for the Masters and he's pissed and he throws his clubs. And then, you know, he's with his family. It just looks like a hell of a guy, hell of a family. Um, no, no shade on that at all. And then, you know, he goes and joins Liv and they're asking him why. And he's like, well, you know, I basically get paid. And then Kepcha, they're, they're showing him and, and he's just like this tortured dude, you know, gotta win at all costs. If you're not first, you're last. Second sucks. And you're the, if you're second, you're the first loser kind of situation. And then, and then he ends up going to live. And so you're like, oh, oh, and he's got a, at his house, he's got all his trophies, but in the middle of the room, he's got an empty spot for, for his master's trophy when he wins that. And he's, he's obsessed with it, right? And, so fortunately, the um, and that gets the live players this year do get to play in the Masters, so he does still have a chance for that. But it was just like kind of weird. Like they make him out to be this super hyper competitive guy, which he clearly is, and almost tortured a little bit. And then now he's going over to live to be a corporate worker, basically. And that, that was something I was thinking about over the week. It's like the difference between the live players and the PGA players. And the biggest difference, if I could just put it in layman's terms, is it's the difference between, you know, starting your own business and going out and, you know, whatever, you're gonna start your own business or being a corporate employee. So now you have the choice. If you wanna be a corporate employee, you go to live and they're paying you, you know, a bunch of money just to show up. And if you win, you get the extra bonus. It's kinda like being a sales guy, um, you gotta, you get a base plus commission. Um, that's exactly what it is, actually. It's a base plus commission. And then the PGA Tour, you know, you gotta basically make a cut to make the money. I know the PGA Tour changed their rules right after Liv started, so there is like a base minimum that all the players will make. But still, you gotta qualify, you know, and you gotta get in and out. And that is, I'm gonna wrap up here with the final thought, and that's this, uh, the tournament this weekend is the Honda Classic, and that's in Florida. And of the field, I think there's only two guys in the top 25 that are playing in this. It's a non-elevated event. So what is it, right? It's like kind of an it's kind of a B event. We'll call it a B event. But and then and then the field is is not everybody that's, you know, all the top 50 players aren't going to be there. But think about that. It's like this is an event where, you know maybe an older guy that's trying to qualify for stuff can get into the top 10, top five, win a tournament, qualify for some other tournaments. A young guy coming up can really make some hay in this thing. And so you kind of have like, you know, Liv's having their first event of the year. It's in Mexico. And, you know, there's 54 guys in a tournament. And then where's the, the 54 guys behind them that are having a tournament to push? You know, like some sort of hierarchical system where like, you don't just automatically get the same 54 guys in every tournament, which is what they're doing, right? They should have some sort of a, um, uh, what do they call it in the Premier League? A re relegation and uh, promotion system. And that's basically what the PGA is. It's, you know, it's this 
there's going to be a field this week of 125 guys. And then there's another 50 people that are above them, you know, in rankings. So they could play in all these tournaments. So you got like 400 people playing for 150 spots as opposed to just having 54 people in there. And I know that, you know, that's a pretty good 54 field that they have, but nonetheless, you know, it's kind of the big, that's, those, that's the big difference. You know, do you want to be a 100% start your own business kind of guy or you want to be a corporate employee base, base plus commission? So anyways, see what happens with this Honda Classic. Uh, watch the rest of the show. I'll get back to you next week. And always a pleasure reporting on golf. Have a great week. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.